The following is my conversation with Professor David Chalmers. It took place a few days ago, and it revolves around the question of what beliefs actually entail. It's an interesting discussion, and I think you'll enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So without further delay, let's get started. Thank you to our sponsor, Scarab Paleo Magnetism. If you're interested in learning more about this fascinating topic, be sure to check out their website. Way cool stuff. I'm Lexman, and I'll see you in a bit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Lexman episode. This week, we've got a really interesting guest on the show. It's Professor David Chalmers, and he's a philosopher at the University of Massachusetts, Amherst. He's best known for his work on semantics and the philosophy of mind, but we'll be discussing something a little bit different this week. David, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lexman. It's great to be here. So David, we're going to be discussing some beliefs today. Mm -hmm. And before we get started, could you provide us with a little bit of background information on what your work on these beliefs entails? Sure thing. So my research is in the philosophy of language and the philosophy of mind, and I'm particularly interested in questions like these. What is it for somebody to believe something? What are the consequences of believing something? And do beliefs about reality necessarily lead to coherent thought? Interesting. And can you give us an example of a belief that you think is particularly interesting or uh, relevant to our discussion? Well, one example might be the belief that I'm sitting here in this chair. That seems to involve a lot of propositional content, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. So it's an interesting question, just how much propositional content goes into belief eight? Do all the bits of content that make up belief uh, have to be related causally or logically? Or might there be other ways in which they could be related, such as emotionally or symbolically? Absolutely. That's a great question. So when people hold belief, uh, do they always have coherent thoughts about what the belief entails? That's right. Usually when somebody believes something, they have a sense of conviction or assurance about what it is that their belief. They might also have some belief that are morally irreversible than others, beliefs that they would defend more vigorously than others. But typically, whatever belief A is, it will comprise propositional content as well as other sorts of mental states like feelings or sensations. That sounds pretty comprehensive. So belief uh, usually results in some sort of thought or feeling, right? That's right. Belief it typically leads to some form of belief-based thinking or belief-based emotion. For example, if I believe that the sun is shining, then I'm going to experience a bright light sensation because that's literally what happens when the sun shines on me. Or if I believe that my cat is hiding under the bed, then I'm probably going to feel worried or anxious because those are two typical emotions that result from believing false propositions. That's really interesting. It sounds like belief uh, has a pretty wide range of potential consequences. Is there anything else you want to add about this topic before we move on? Not at this time, but thanks for asking. I enjoyed answering your question. Great. And before we move on, one other question I wanted to ask you is, do beliefs about reality necessarily lead to coherent thought? That's a tough question to answer. My impression is that some beliefs might lead to more coherent thoughts than others, but there's no guarantee that any given belief will produce cogent thinking. Yeah, I can definitely see that. So where do subjective experiences like fear or dread come from anyways? Well, that's a really difficult question to answer. It seems likely that some subjective experience might have its roots in beliefs, but it's impossible to know for sure. Maybe somebody fears death because they believe that death is a bad thing, and although the belief might not be logically or causally related to the fear itself, it might still contribute to the emotion of fear. Or maybe somebody has a phobia of spiders because they've heard that spiders can bite you, mm -hmm. even though there's no factual basis for this belief whatsoever. <laughs> That's an interesting point. So it could be argued that belief uh, contributes in some way to the creation of subjective experiences like fear or dread. Is there anything else you want to add about this topic? 
not at this time, but thanks for asking. I enjoyed answering your question. Great. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks for joining us, David Chalmers. Mm -hmm. Until next time, have a great day. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about this topic or any of the others we've covered on the Lexman Artificial Podcast, be sure to check out our website or our blog. And if you think you found a mistake in this episode, please feel free to contact us at podcast at lexman.com. We would love to hear from you. And now for the poem read by David, it's titled, The Mind is Host to a Million Million Beliefs. The mind is host to a, a million million beliefs, all of which contribute to our understanding of the world. Some are accurate and some are not. But all of them together create the person we call me.